This is a message from the emergency podcast system. This is not a test. You are about to enter cognition ignition. Brain cells restored in three, two, one. Hey listeners, before getting into today's topic, I wanted to let you know that this episode is rated explicit. We will be going over offensive language. Though we will be taking a very academic approach to the topic, it would be impossible to have a discussion without using profanity and other foul language. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome to Cognition Ignition. Today on the podcast, as always, we have to my right, Tony. Tony, how the hell are you? Not doing too bad. How are you today? I'm well, I'm well. I wasn't here for your last recording, but uh, should I call you Tony or should we refer to you as the token Jew? Whatever floats your boat Either way works. Good to know. And to my left, we have the glue that holds the podcast together. We have Carmine. Carmine, how the heck are you? I'm enjoying today, and I am excited. Yes, I am as well. Why are you excited? Because we're about to get into some, to some bad languages. Yes. Okay, so I just introduced you guys, and I don't know if you picked up on it, but I used a different word when uh, during my salutations to both of you. For Tony, I said, how the hell are you? And to you, Carmine, I said, what the heck is going on? Now, those words are very close to each other, only two letters off, but one brings offensiveness to the table and the other is kind of embraced as society as being okay so that's what we're going to talk about today why some words are offensive and some are not um, so i grew up in a very christian household uh, i was not able to use profanity growing up uh, how about you guys what was your uh, childhood like did you start using it at a young age or oh yeah i was definitely young um how young probably I'd say probably before teenager, maybe 11, okay. 12. Um, it wasn't necessarily tolerated. You know, I didn't go around saying things like that in front of my, my mom or anything. You know, it was mostly around the friends, that type of thing. So how did you learn those words? Uh, it was definitely from adults, whoever was around me. It was probably parents, friends, parents, okay. whatever adults I was around at that age. Right. Yeah. What about you, Carmine? So my parents would not allow me to curse growing up. Um, we were, uh, I was raised in a Christian family, went to Catholic school, but I did swear because I learned in school. Um, and I think that's pretty inevitable. I would say that kids are going to learn how to swear in it's school. It's just one of those facts of life that you have to understand. It's going to happen no yeah. matter. Because I went to a private school as well, uh, Bible taught in one of the classes. And guess what? We still swore. It's just inevitable. And there's, a, I think that goes with, there, there's a lot of things that we learned, but um, a lot of that is, I didn't choose to swear a lot growing up because of my parents actually, when I did decide to use a word, they pretty quickly told me why it was wrong or who I was offending. So I learned not to swear too much. And then I would say, as I got older, like now I swear without thinking. And that's, I think that's a problem. I think you should recognize when you swear. Sure. But that's a, that's a belief I hold right now. I don't. I don't pick up on that you swear too, too often in our conversations, or maybe I'm just so, uh, I, 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 maybe I'm just so obtuse to it that I don't pick up on it anymore. Maybe I swear enough, so much that I don't even, it doesn't even register. I don't think either of us swear that much. I think it's more that we don't recognize when we do. Have you ever listened to a podcast and been like, oh wait, I said that? Like, I've listened to my, my podcast where I swore on it and I didn't realize it because it wasn't, it, no one could have taken offense to it because I wasn't being mean to anybody, but I used a, a a swear word, yeah. something that you don't want your kid using. Right. Now, yeah. I, I'm sure that if we were in a podcast and we got really riled up and you said something in anger, you would remember that one. But just because it has just come out in everyday flow, 
you know, it's just part of your vernacular. Yeah, right, and, right? and I don't see it because there's swear words and there's cuss words or curse words. Right. And technically you're cursing somebody, like you're putting a curse on sure. somebody or wishing ill on somebody when you're swearing or cursing. Right. Um, when I'm using those words, I'm not cursing anybody. I'm just using them more as like an adjective or an adverb in a way describing the situation. It was a shitty, a shitty situation. Yeah. I'm not talking about anything that could offend anybody because there's no curse. Yeah, calling someone a piece of shit, for instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I Um, But then when I get emotional, like I think sometimes swearing is necessary if you need to make a point. I think swearing adds to the point. Yes. You know. It it brings the emotion to it. Sure. Um, But I also think that when you overuse your swearing, it kind of dies down. It's like, you know, we don't notice when we swear sometimes. It dilutes the emotion. Yes. Right. You know, if ever if everything is effing this and effing that, effing that, then when you hit your hit your thumb with a hammer or something, you say, "Oh fuck this!" Well, it, it takes no the teeth. Know, of, yeah, no, no one, one cares what? because that's just Franco talking. Yeah, like he always talks. It's like the uh, the kid who cries sure. wolf. You know, yeah, exactly. you, you hear it so much that it's never going to have that meaning. And I think it's important to keep the meaning of swears because it kind of would negate the benefits if we made it where there was no such thing as swear cuss words. You know what I mean? Um, because there's benefits to swearing, I would say. I would agree with you. I think uh, science like has proven said, that as well. When someone gets hurt, they can swear, and it's, it's been proven to take away 50% of pain. Yeah, there was an article on Wire that was released in 2018. Um, did any of you read that by chance? Because it, it was pretty fascinating how they came to this conclusion. They had two groups of people, and they had a buckets of ice. And they had one group of people... Think of a very neutral word, something like flower, for instance. And they put their hand in this bucket of ice that was ice cold and see how long they can do it. And the only thing they can say is flower, 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 flower. And they time themselves. And they had the second group of people do the same thing. And they're allowed to choose a swear word of their own choosing, whether it's shit, damn, whatever, and do the same thing. And you're right. They lasted 50% longer, group B, who was able to swear than, than group A. So they concluded that it reduces pain, releases stress just by using these words. It's fascinating. It must, um, it must have something to do with endorphins because the, you know, the, the curse words are such taboo that saying them kind of gives you a little bit of a rush. Yeah, so I'm assuming that's probably what's releasing endorphins, allowing you to deal with that pain better. Yeah, they, they, they said it's specifically flight or fight response that mm-hmm. kicks in from swearing when something bad is happening to you. Yeah, I, I heard of something when I was a kid, and I tried to Google this and find, to substantiate it, but I couldn't find anything anywhere. Maybe you guys heard of it. It's called the oh shit syndrome. Have you heard of this? No. So basically, like, if you're in a, about to get in a car accident, you know, time goes to a standstill. So you have time to register, that, okay, this is happening. And pretty much everyone's reflexive response is to say, oh shit, when they're about to get in, get in an accident. It's called the oh shit syndrome. I heard that. I don't know if there's any science behind that, but I've been in a couple accidents and I know without a shadow of a doubt, I've said, oh shit. Cause same yeah. here. Yeah. Yep. I remember, uh, uh, I crashed my car back when I was a teenager and I do remember a slow motion, the oh shit right? coming out of my mouth while the car was doing, you know, like three sixties in the middle of the road. Now that's not going to help you in yeah. any which way, manner or form, but that's what your brain wanted you to do at that mm-hmm. moment. It's interesting. Now I wonder because in the car, they do have the oh shit handle. I wonder if that just became a part of our vernacular to use oh shit specifically in that situation because 
as a kid, I used to joke around, oh shit, you know, like, and grab the handle. Or maybe they named the handle from the oh shit syndrome. Yeah, that's true too. What I'm wondering is when was the study done? I wonder if we pick it up because of that name of it or do we give it that name because we use it. That's what I'm wondering right now because that that would play a big role on how we learn, you know? Sure, How we learn to swear. Um, Because even when you use it in that way, it's almost funny. It's not like... Right. It's it's not offensive to anyone. Almost everyone else will jump up and grab it. Right. Oh, shit, I, I, know? I, I think our moms would even know that that's the oh shit handle. Yeah. You know. So um, I think when you, it's easier to accept something like that when it's not offending anybody either. And I think we um, probably want to get into like the offensive things, right? Um, what's like what what really offends people? Right. And why? Yeah. Is a big question because. Look, if we were having a couple of beers right now, it would devolve into a, a swearing conversation probably, mm-hmm. you know, whether we're recording or not. And I don't think anything you guys would say w- would offend me, but that's not true for the rest of the world. You get some people in here, certain words will absolutely offend them. Again, I grew up in a Christian household. So a lot of words offend my parents. I have coworkers who are Christian. They don't want to hear these types of words. To me, you know, it's, it's water off the duck's back. So why, why, does, why do some of them offend? Some people and some don't, you know. Uh, I would say how I think of this is it's the intent too. There, there are things that should offend people. All right. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I guess if we could take the word bitch, I mean, that is an offensive word, though. We, we, we've seen the evolution of it kind of get away from being so offensive. But it, it compares women to dogs that were used for breeding. Because when the, the word was as originated it was originated in um greek and roman empires and men would use it to put women down because all they saw women were good for was breeding sure well you know back in the day women were kind of objects of possession Mm -hmm. so you know you are my wife you are my baby maker Mm -hmm. type of mentality you know it was a very patriarchal society so how would a, how how would that not be offensive? I don't understand how that word specifically wouldn't be offensive um, because well, I, of right. You saying should be offensive. So again, you, you gave historical context, but that's not necessarily true nowadays. So you're walking down the street and you see a woman walk by and you call her a bitch. Should she be offended? I don't know. What, what's if, what's the intent? In that situation, the intent isn't to compliment her. It's not to tell her she's powerful. It is to tell her, hey. I'm comparing you to a female dog, and it's a, it's a, there's no respect there. Sure, sure, but should you be offended by it? Should I be offended? No, that woman should be offended. Okay, let, 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 let's put it personally. Like, a, a I mean, ra- I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Uh, this, you know, this guy means nothing to her. Yeah, he's just like, a random just... stranger. Why, why, why hold value in what a random stranger says to you? Because you're allowing that offensiveness to continue. Now, if he, he's going to continue calling women a bitch, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. He's going to call a young woman bitch sure. who don't have the ability to stand up for themselves. Okay. He, and if that woman decides to stand up for herself, she changes those outcomes for the future. It, in the same way that women have taken on bitch as a power, um, a word that shows power, powerful woman. Okay. Because they did that. It's, it, it's, they, any woman who could say, oh, I'm a bitch, it's powerful. She doesn't have to worry about being offended, but 
as unless she recognizes that it's making her powerful and she takes that on fully she, she should she's going to take offense and younger people should are going to take offense and not be able to say hey that makes me powerful so she need i think anyone who finds it offensive has to protect other people who can't stick up for themselves in that sense okay i'll challenge you on that um i think by taking offense you're giving teeth to that word right this guy is calling this woman in this scenario a bitch in order to get a rise out of her to get a response and that's what he's wanting and if you give him that response i think he won if you don't give him that response he doesn't have that as a weapon anymore because there there is no it it, it doesn't mean anything it's just hey you just mumbled at me and that means nothing i'm going to go out bell and, and continue my day no I, and i get that but the 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 fact is he's going to continue to use that. I, I, don't, sure. I, don't, I don't see her changing how he reacts to other people who couldn't offend themselves. And what I am saying is that like, this is, I'm talking about if there's a strong woman who, was, who, was, who, could, who could stand up to somebody calling them that, I think they have a responsibility because of the way it's being used. Now, if he said, hey, you know, you're a tough bitch, maybe she doesn't have to stand up. Maybe she says, hey, you know, yeah, I'm tough. I worked hard for that, you know? There, that's why the intent is, is there. The dude's being a dick. Right, right. He's, I, be, he's being a dick in that situation. Sure, he's going to go be a dick to somebody else if he sure. doesn't get his ass set straight. Since we're being explicit, let's be like that. Sure. But, um, sure. I think that it's important to. That that is my opinion. Is if I saw somebody call Courtney a bitch, would would you? If you saw somebody call Stacy a bitch, would you say something? I probably would say something. I wouldn't let it get to violence, though. I don't think that warrants violence. What would you say? Like, because that, that's important. Because like, if you said. If you say something, it does kind of take away, like it gives him the benefit of, hey, it got a reaction. Right. So why can't a woman stick up for herself, but a man, a man can stick up for the woman? Or why should a woman not ignore, or why should a woman ignore it, but a man? I, I, think, I think ignoring is the, the way you handle the situation, actually, because you, you can't control what other people do. You can only control how you do. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're in control on how that word affects you. And if that word doesn't affect you, like I said before, it takes the teeth out of, it takes the venom out of that word. It's no longer a tool for him to use. Again, you can't control this random guy anymore, but everyone can control themselves. You can influence his actions. If this isn't a public setting. Potentially, but maybe he wants to piss you off. You know, maybe, maybe that's, that's what gets him off. So by you responding, you're giving in to exactly what he wants. No, if he wants to piss, for me specifically, on my end, of like you would say something, if he wants to piss me off, he could piss me off. But that, it would, that, that word, if someone called Courtney, it would lead to a fight. And I'm okay with that. Right, I, but what does that solve? You, you really think you're going to... I don't think he would go around. I would win. Right, and, but and, you, can't, you can't fight everyone in the world, but you can no, change yourself. But specifically, we're, we're talking about someone walking down the street and calling your wife I know, but, but, but you, you change him, there's always going to be another person. That's okay. gonna that's gonna call someone a bitch, and if he does it, then I think as a man I have to handle it. Yeah, I do think that we have a responsibility to handle. But that. you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole in that case because you're never going to be able to to change everyone. The only people you can change is yourself. I un I understand that, but I can change that situation. I can let him know, hey, you disrespected my wife because it's offensive. And I, that is offensive. You are you're basically telling my wife she's meant for breeding because when you call a woman a bitch and you mean it in that. Because, you know, we, we even joke, oh, it just means a female dog. He knows what he's doing. So that's me personally. So if you're going to swear like that, you should probably watch out who's around because I'm sure I'm not the only guy who would get pissed. And I'd rather see the guy get beat up who's probably a dickhead 
then I would rather than let him go and keep assaulting women in that way. I don't know. So I, I think it's important that like, if you're going to offend somebody, you're ready for what comes up because like, you know, there's a, there's um, a lot of other words too. There's racial words and we're not going to, we're not going to use those words in this episode, but there are racial words where if you say that you expect to get hit. And why would we tell a woman that they can't stick up in the same way? And I do think the racial words, most people know if you say that in the wrong area, you're going to get hit. Right. Sure. There's a, there's a mainstream video going around right now where a kid did it. He got smashed in the face with a, a 16 ounce can and knocked out in the middle of a. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, it's a like a quickie mark type of. Yeah, and, you know. and I mean, and and when say when when a black person actually hits somebody for that, he's sticking up for himself in the same way I think women have to stick up for themselves when that comes up. The same way, if you're using it to give her. A compliment like hey you're a strong woman she should accept that for what it is you know it's the intent behind it but I, I really do think that something has to be said about the negative things that are said I don't know I think violence just begets violence if, if you approach a situation with a violent intent it's just gonna propagate it more and more and more but and I'm if, a, but personally just so we know I am okay with that like if it needs to happen like that right I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at how to solve this issue and if you take offense to it it's, it's kind of on your shoulders, right? If you're offended by something, you, you need to dig deep in why you're offended of it. And you just, okay, I'm, I choose not to be offended by this anymore. And I understand that could be very, very difficult. But I, I, I think for my wife, for instance, if someone called her a bitch, especially someone who she, she didn't know, she didn't know, she's, okay, whatever, and move on with her day. But if she addressed it and got into it, and maybe there was an altercation, then there's a whole different load of emotions she has to carry out with that, you know? I think uh, claiming is a good way to dissolve those uh, issues as well. So, for instance, the lone woman walking on the street, guy calls her a bitch. Claim it. Yeah, I'm a bitch, all right. And then just keep yeah, walking. Bring okay. the empowerment to it. Right, right. exactly. And then that so, I can understand. You know, but she not, can't let it go. No. As, hey, I'm a... You can't... Uh-huh. A woman can't let it go of, say, you need to lay on your back because you're a female dog, you know? Yeah. She can't let that go. It's it's it's, it's wrong. It's, it's a disgusting... It's very dark. It's disgusting because, I mean, they used to... I mean, brothels, basically, like, yeah. where they were just I, lying I disagree up. with you. I, I think if you if you give it that weight, then it's going to have that weight. And if you take that weight, weight away from it, then what does it matter? Like, like I don't see how it doesn't get that weight when somebody says it. Like... Well, today, too, it's not... Um, when people call people bitches, they're not relating it to the, you know, the, the you're made for breeding. It's just a word for a nasty woman now. And, you know, they 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 right. don't understand the historical context right. behind it. I'm sure most but, of the people down the street is not taking out the but, dictionary. But I think the importance yeah. is to realize it because when you even kids, you, you tell them, oh, don't say that word. Oh, it's just a female dog. A female mm-hmm. dog. They understand it. They don't understand what that really means. That's even worse to go. Oh, it's just a female dog. Like, no, do you know what they used to do to female dogs? Do you know what they used to do to female women? Like, yeah, now as we're advancing, that they don't allow dog breeding the way they used to. Mm-hmm. Women have a lot more rights, so the word is evolving. But if you're going to try to reference, oh, it just means a female dog, you're referencing a very dark period of time. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree, but I, I also don't think that people realize they're doing that. I mean, they have no idea. You know, again, they're just calling women bitches to... As a word, because they don't know what else to call them. Like, oh, this is offensive. We're going to use it. I don't think they're necessarily meaning you're a nasty, frothy, 
you know, mean dog who's made for, for breeding. More it's than likely, they're just something to using use. a word in order to get a rise out of you. Exactly. And if you feed into that, I think you're just starting the cycle mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah. Uh, transcend above it. That, that, that's, that's how I view it. You know, take mm-hmm. the teeth away from it. Take, take their weapon away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me. I know yeah. that's, that's, that's easier said than done. Um, yeah, yes and no. Like yeah, I said, for a stranger, like, who cares what, this exactly. world this is a big world. There's a lot of people out there who cares what, you know, yeah. someone you don't know. And I mean, if somebody's just assaulting you, you know, in the middle of the street, like clearly they have the issue, you know, mm-hmm. screw them for yeah. lack of a better term. Why? I'm not going to waste my time. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, follow me down the street. Keep it up. Yeah. And, that's okay, a different, that's a different scenario. We have some issues going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, life's too short to, to lend people power over you for stupid stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I personally think I have better things to do with my time than some, you know, low life. Hey, bitch. Hey, asshole. Right. Uh, like, forget you, man. Are there any words that uh, you two are specifically offended by? Um, uh, probably not. I mean, I swear all the time. I'm probably 10 times worse than you guys put together. And I think that's probably because I have an English degree and I understand the power of words. So okay. the more I use them, the more it takes the power away. So saying that, I don't use them in public. Like, I'm not going to go to a grocery store and you know start cursing in the middle of the aisle because there's no point to it. If I drop a can of soup on my foot, then I might do it just unintentionally. I wonder if we think that we swear more than we do because most of the time when I'm talking to you, Tony, we're at the gym, you know, testosterone's flowing, we're working out. You would think that would be the, the moment where you would be dropping the swear words mm-hmm. more often, but I, I don't I don't remember, or maybe again I'm just too oblivious to it because there's so much part of my vernacular as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just think I do. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, maybe I'm just subconsciously thinking I'm constantly swearing. So. Right. Well, when <laughs> you swear, like outside of like an episode like this, like do you ever catch yourself and, and think about it? Like because I do that sometimes, and it's and it's because I catch that that I think I swear a lot because every time I do swear. I, I almost catch it. Sure. You know, we have, what, almost 10 episodes of this uh, podcast? And and when we started this podcast, we've all decided, okay, we're going to not swear in this podcast. And I I don't know about you, but at the beginning, I kind of had to make a conscious effort Mm -hmm. to not swear. Now when I'm talking, you know, and that has overflowed into my other life. You know, when I'm talking to my coworkers and whatnot, I'm very cognizant when I drop an F-bomb or something because eh, that was unnecessary. I I know better words that would fit that scenario, so why did I use that? So yeah, I, I'm becoming more and more aware of when I'm swearing, uh, thanks to this podcast, really. Well, that's that's good though, because yeah. okay, outside of the word bitch, because we all have our thing on that, and I pers- it's just my thing. It depends on who's being called it and things like that. But um, generally, swearing I think is is important. Like I do think it's important to have a meaning behind swearing. But I think how we're like we all try to control it allows more impact when we actually get to, like you said, the power of language. It really, if, if we just went around swearing, then every time we go to swear, it's not gonna matter. And I think that's right. what we have to try to find is like, where do we benefit like when we do swear? Like what areas are gonna be beneficial to swear? What areas are gonna be really negative to find yourself swearing? Yeah, that's interesting because all three of us have different careers, right? I, I'm more in the corporate world where you swear, you, you, you can't swear in that world, that, that environment. Carmine, you kind of run your own show here. So you're kind of your own boss. You know, no one's going to, you know, look down on you for swearing because you're the head honcho. 
Tony, you know, you're in the restaurant industry. Now there's probably two sides of that coin because the customer facing people probably had to keep it clean, but behind the kitchen doors, I'm sure it's a totally different so, world. Unfortunately in my restaurant, we have an open kitchen. Oh, so that's different. Though. They hear everything. Yeah. I mean, granted there is the occasional swear, especially when it gets busy, you can't sure. help yourself. Right. And waitresses are up your butt. I need this. I need that. And you know, the words fly because yeah. it's a stressful situation and it does make you feel better when, you know, you tell someone, you know, get the fuck out of my way. You know, I'm, I'm in the middle of it. Leave me alone. And I'm sure as cooks, you're probably not used to having an open kitchen because they're not that ubiquitous. So no, you're used not. to being closed behind closed doors. And I'm sure swearing is just part of the, uh, yeah. you know. I mean, you know, talking about language, restaurant workers or the, the cooks, kitchen workers. Yeah. They're renowned for being like That's, that. Yeah. yeah, every single word that comes out of the mouth. Because again, it's a hot kitchen. You know, you're standing in front of a fire. You're Stress. doing a million things yeah. at once. It can be super stressful when you get busy. You need to do that. You need some type of outlet, you know, and even physically too. I know it's not part of what we're talking about, but, you know, stuff gets thrown and, you know, things get slammed because you, you need to expend that energy. You need to get that stress out. I had an instance once in work. Now, again, I, I work kind of like uh, the corporate world where I'm dealing with managers and directors and hospitals and all that. And I got into a an argument with a director once, and he, I didn't swear at him, but I definitely had some, I definitely dug my heels on the ground in this conversation. I wasn't going to let him win over me, but he started swearing at me. You know, he started throwing F-bombs, and everyone in the room was looking at him like, holy crap, this is really happening. And I thought, uh, you know, I, I, I was shocked. This is probably a 65-year-old man. He should know better. He's a director of a hospital. That's just, you know, a couple steps underneath the, the CEO, CFO type of type of deal and here he is being incredibly unprofessional to a vendor you know i don't even work for him i'm, I'm one of the lower guys on there but he felt that it was necessary to do it um, he didn't get fired or anything so i guess yeah you know when you get to a certain position you're allowed to bend the rules a little bit yeah um i how i run my business is i try to encourage a culture where like swearing isn't a thing but i also work with mental mental health residents and we don't want to necessarily encourage them to be using that language because then conflict happens because if it became a norm, someone would take offense to it when yeah. it was used inappropriately. And it's just better all around here just not to encourage that language. And really, we're, we're pretty um, formal here, so like, I don't really worry about too many people swearing either. Even when me and my staff are one-on-one, -on -one, we don't really swear we yeah. might we might say what the hell was that like if something happened like but not really past that and i don't think hell's necessarily a swear word uh there, there's like things that are considered swear words that i don't think are necessarily swear words uh, we, we should definitely circle back around to that because that, that's an interesting topic too mm -hmm. um it it's good that you kind of nip it in the bud before swearing because it becomes an issue because like i said i grew up in a very christian household and then i joined the military and then I was just surrounded by people who dropped it constantly. And although I was doing the straight and narrow up until that point, just being surrounded all the time, it just became naturally part of my vernacular. And before I knew it, every other word is F this, F that, F that. And it took years and years and years in order to get that part, you know, get those words out of there and, and start talking normal again. It's almost like learning a language. You, you've immersed yourself into a new language and now you're picking it up. So now you have to pepper your language with the f-bomb here and there absolutely and, and almost yeah you almost felt obligated to do yeah. it yeah it's like you're not you're not talking like them if you're not swearing i can't have that happen right all right 
but it's necessary there too. It's a, it's, it's is it? I, 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 you know, if you asked me back then, I would, I would agree with you, but I don't know if it is. Well, when we get into like getting past that pain factor, like there's a lot of tough stuff to do in the military, and I would, I would assume that it would, the swearing also lets you get through that. Plus, there's a camaraderie. It's definitely a bonding thing going yeah, on. Yeah, sure. um, it's not like your swearing is offensive to anyone there. It's like. It's a, it's a it's a way of creating that flight or fight response, which does the the studies show does happen from swearing in pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I see it like it's ne- it's so necessary there. I, I would think in that kind of environment, like even when I was landscaping, it was different than when I was here. Like I didn't like if we were on a job doing trees, you were swearing. Like yeah. you're not gonna go pick up a log and not say oh shit, you know like, yeah. um, and. It allowed, and then you know when someone said that, you make fun of them a little bit. You're like, oh, what, you can't grab that, and then it builds that like um, energy of like trying to do it, just get get what's done done, you know, yeah. and having fun with it. You're, the swearing is fun there. There's no intent to hurt anybody. There's a certain level of commiseration going on there too in the military aspect because everyone's pissed off. No one really wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. So hey, let's all be pissed off together and at least you know try to make the best out of it. The one, the one bad thing they let you do, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So you'd say being in the military, uh, you're with women. I'm sorry, no women at the time, right? It was just men. With no, um, it was only around men during boot camp, and then it became co-ed. Okay, so so during boot camp, it was basically you know constant locker room situation, right? Locker room talk between the guys. Yeah, the the talking between people in a boot camp situation was really cut down. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think that we would have gotten away with swearing in that scenario. But once we got oh, out and interesting. Yeah, once okay. we, yeah, boot camp was very regulated. Um, mm-hmm. Even the words that we said, certain words we weren't wearing allowed to say and we had to learn different languages and all that. Um, talking was very minimal in boot camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, once we got out, yeah, and, and even the women, you know, they're they're cussing like sailors, you know, when in Rome, you know, because everyone else was, so just do it. So going back, going back to the word bitch again. So talking around the guys after boot camp, you know, I got a bitch back home. That offensive? No, not in that scenario. Right? Yeah. So, you know, again, locker room talk like, yeah, I'm going to go get some pussy tonight. Right? Perfectly acceptable. Sure very interesting when context comes into play when yeah. we can and can't use language because right. you know you're joking around then right right but if you call another marine a pussy yeah. then you know, you know fists are gonna get thrown mm-hmm. yeah yep. yeah yeah totally uh yeah totally different than you know girl walking down the street yeah i bet you got a nice pussy then it's a wholly <laughs> different context right right, right. <laughs> why do you think that's like so is that offensive? Are you saying that? Is that what you're saying? Uh, um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. It's, you know, it's definitely, I, I don't think a group of guys talking around, you know, talking about getting pussy or whatever. Is that offensive? No. It's guys being guys, you know, it, it's what we do. You know, I'm, I'm obviously not a girl. I don't know what language girls use when they hang out by themselves. Right. I'm assuming, you know, the word cock has been thrown around because <laughs> why not? Right. But yeah, obviously, you know woman walking down the street talking about her pussy yeah of course it's offensive yeah it's not a good uh, not a good approach you know if you're, if you're trying to get a date or anything that's probably not going to work <laughs> I, I you know if it does like yeah more that's, power that's, to you yeah, but I, I don't think i've ever heard of that working that, before that would be an interesting date to go yeah. on <laughs> yeah 
I think I'd be a little afraid to go on a date with the woman sure. who, wow, I like you. It's like, oh, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Right. We're out of here. <laughs> abort. Mission abort. <laughs> Way too easy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, going back to a, a moralistic approach to it, um, there's a concept in, you know, going from my own religious background, uh, a Christian, so we learned from the Bible, and there's a concept in the Bible, the sins of the flesh are the same thing as the sins of the mind. Um, and the sins of the mind is, is something I find really interesting. Basically, that, that concept is, you know, if, if Tony punches me and I, oh, I hate Tony, I want to kill Tony. You know, just thinking that I want to kill Tony, in my mind, I'm, I'm committing murder, and I should be, you know, not, not held accountable, but, but that, that's a sin of the mind. And that's just as, it's the same thing in my heart as actually killing Tony. No, don't want to kill you, Tony, so don't worry about it. But Thanks for that. Going back to what you said, you know, what words are offensive, what aren't offensive, I, I opened this up saying heck and hell. You know, when someone says heck, they really mean hell. When someone says cheese and crackers, you really mean Jesus Christ. You know, when it says fudge, you mean the F word, right? So are you really taking the teeth away from it? Because everyone knows what, what you really wanted to say. You just said, you just, your, your mouth words just said something different but similar. But everyone knows the context of what you really want to say. So, is there any difference there? Yeah, it's interesting that we just because we change, you know, a few letters around, it's all of a sudden a different word, but the meaning's still the same. Right. Um, I, I personally, I don't think there's any difference. I mean, you know, I didn't notice that you used two different words for the entrance. Yeah. They both came off the exact same way. You I were, tried to the, be the, subtle. The, the, the context you were using it in was meant to ask the same question. Right. Mm-hmm. You, ju- you really did just ch- change the words. So um, I don't think it necessarily has so much of an effect. Like it, it, it doesn't really matter. It's we know the intent. And that's why that, that, that's, the point. I think that's the thing about swearing is like your context of where you're using it, when you're using it, why you're using it are the most important things because I mean, we could just like there are people who just come up with songs to swear, like yeah. where they right. just swear, and you know it's not hurting anybody. It was they were probably bored and decided to do it, you know, right. and people listen to it because it's it's like they're just saying swears. Um, so I think the the why you're saying it, when you're saying it, and really who you're saying it to is really important, or who you're saying it around even, because um, it will change so much. And I think that's one obvious thing that's going to come out of this is in the military is a lot different than being back home. And you said you had to learn that too. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. They actually, now they give courses for people getting, I don't know if they did it when you were around, but a few of my buddies who got out, they had to go to a course to kind of get back into civilization because it's so different. Yeah, it's a different um, lifestyle. And, um, yeah, I, 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 that's the one thing I didn't even notice that you used a different word till you said it. And then it's, it, your intent was there. Right. You wanted to get an answer out of us, and there was no, there was no real. Now, if you had said something like, if you called him a fucker and me an asshole, I might have noticed sure. because there was some intent of, hey, throw that profanity in right. there to mm-hmm. kind of get them going a little bit, you know? Yeah, well, I, I did that purposely because people use these pseudonyms, if you will, the surrogate words in order. Yeah, I really mean this, but I'm going to say this. My my kid, for instance, he says, "What the huh?" He he got that from uh, daycare when he was in daycare because his daycare people were were saying that. Look, we all know what you're saying. You know, he might not know because he's only five. He didn't pick up on that. But the person who taught that to him, look, we get it. We, we know what you're saying. Now he's saying that. So, you know, it, it, you know, morally speaking, is it the same thing? 
Well, I kind of lean that it is, you know? So I think morally speaking, the person who, like the adult who uses um, fudge, mm-hmm. they're doing it specifically so the kid doesn't learn sure. it. Right. And so my question is, the kid still got the concept of fuck, like from right. the word fudge. So yeah. where was he taught that? Like, why, why was he able to pick up that word still when, you know, adults do use the word fu- mother fudger or whatever, just so kids don't hear it when they're right. around or something. But he can, he can still end up getting to that main word. He knows the intent. Like, he knows when to use it, you know? Right. Um, does he know the word that he's not supposed to use? My son specifically? Uh I imagine that he's heard the word before, and he probably knows that it's a that it's a bad word. I don't know if it's he knows it, it's used in conjunction with what the, you know, f, you know. Because I think that would make a that even if if he does use that word, it would be interesting to find out where did he actually pick up the the f word and was able to compare it to fudge. Because I mean, just making that connection isn't easy in the English language, really, to insert that word for that word too. Yeah, and I and um. Morally, I think like that's why we use those words is so young kids don't have to hear it. And sure. I mean, I don't want to send my niece or nephew home from my house and then have them go swear in front of their parents. Because oh, yeah. so, yeah. so if I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it so they don't pick it up from right. me. Like that video I sent you guys yeah. yesterday. You know, it, it was it was a fun, funny video. But, you know, yeah, we, we certainly don't want that to happen. Yeah, it's hard too. Um, again, not not a parent myself. But, you know, when little kids swear, you, you want to laugh because it's kind sure. of funny. But you have to hold that back and chastise them because they're not supposed to be saying that. But as soon as you send them through their room or whatever, you shut the door. <laughs> right, right. Now, uh, yeah. if, if you notice in the background of that video, so just, just so people who are listening, they know I, there was, it was a video of a uh, kindergarten graduation class. And the teacher started saying, welcome, kids. And there was a kid in the background. Um, I said black ground, which, you know, it's a Freudian slip right there. It, it was an African-American class. There was a kid in the background who said, shut the F up, uh, when, the, when the teacher started talking. And as soon as he said, shut the F up, there was parents who were in the graduation, and they started laughing. You could see it in the background. I was like, well, you probably shouldn't be laughing at that because that's, mm-hmm. you know. And, and this kid just said it so quickly, like, like, like he had it ready to go, you know. Yeah. Like, his, like his parents don't tell him it every day. There's no doubt that's how yeah. he brought it to the table. That's how he learned it, you know. And he probably hears it multiple times a day because, again, that was so fast. Like, shut mm-hmm. up, yeah. Blah blah blah, yeah. Part of me wonders if the biggest reason kids or kids, you don't or parents don't want to teach their kids uh, cuss words is that embarrassment. I'm sure that's definitely social norms, man. Like it really, yeah. like that is the biggest reason because you know they go to school and they say that and teachers like and I do think probably teachers take it as like you're probably abusing the kids even and things like that or they're just not in a good household. Um, mm-hmm. But really, I mean with what what that kid was saying he, that's not that's not right then he he told her to shut the fuck up and then and then he called her a bitch and he called her a bitch yeah. and i mean and that that's that's not right i mean your kid shouldn't be doing that's disrespectful to your teacher i mean yeah. now okay say if, if she if he said shut up you woman like i mean that would still be wrong because there's the disrespect and the intent of hey you know that, that's not how you talk to somebody who's teaching you. right just right? shut up so, alone is just disrespectful. I yeah, I, I think if I did that in my school, I would have got yanked out of that graduation ceremony just for saying shut up, let yeah, alone definitely. the two other, you know, very derogatory terms that he broke, went in there. And and back to that bitch thing, that's where I come from, is just like, if I saw somebody call her a bitch, it, it doesn't matter what he called her, it's the intent of disrespecting somebody, I think is enough to set those emotions off of, of that's offensive, you know? Because the thing is, it is just a language. And, you know, 
people might even be calling you in a different language too. They might be speaking Spanish or something you don't understand. And if they're calling you swears, you're probably going to know too, you know, like you're going to understand that they're not talking nice about you. There's an intent there. Um, I've had people call me things in other languages like Polish and stuff. And I knew what they, I, I didn't know what they were saying, but I knew they didn't like me, you know? Yeah. There was a lot of, uh, my mother's hundred percent Italian. So there was a lot of Italian swears going on in my house yeah. growing up. Sure. Yeah. And, and you know them, like even if you don't oh, yeah. know the word, you know that they're saying something that has an intent that a regular curse word in your language would have. And that's my thing is like, there's offensiveness and yeah, if you call somebody a bitch, they know it's offensive, but you can call them anything else that isn't probably offensive. If you're being, if you have the intent of offending somebody, you're going to set that reaction off, I think. Um, Cause I mean, there's people, and it really depends on what somebody holds true. If somebody's short, they may be offended if you call them short. I sure. mean, I understand it's not nearly as bad as bitch, but I mean, if they are, it, it might be in his, it world. might be in his yeah. world or her world, you know, um, that's the intent thing I, I see is like, you really got to watch how you're saying it. And that's why it's like, there's some places just don't say it mm -hmm. like, and I'm not saying it's wrong to say, but you don't want to hold the repercussions of whoever's hearing what you have to say if they're not going to be able to accept it. What do you think? No, no. I, well, I, I absolutely will take that high road all the time. You know, it's better not to to even uh, visit that than, than to go into it. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I still disagree with you. I think yeah, it's better just to, just to, you know, just to let it go. And yeah, just don't even give it, give teeth to it whatsoever. But um, that I think that is more just on our temperament too. Sure. Like I am quick to like... Uh, if somebody said something, I would be just quick to jump on it like, kind of thing. But that would also be fun for me. Like I wouldn't destroy the guy, but I would have some fun with it too. You know, you know another aspect is, you know, you're 10 years younger than me. Yeah. Ask me this question 10 years ago. I might've given you a very different mm -hmm. answer too. So, and you know, curiously enough, you know, you might have a very different answer um, once your kid's born too. And also if I was here, it would be a different story. I wouldn't fight at work. You know, I'm saying if I was specifically somewhere where like someone causing ill intent would have an effect too uh that's why i don't even think swear words are that bad it's the intent yeah because you could do it so many different ways yeah a word is just a word i mean it, it has no power within it in itself it only has the power that you grant it so exactly but can you give power to the intent um that is where i'm trying to get to is i because like you said the, the the mind and the body right mm -hmm. the the sin of the mind and the sin of, right. is the same as the sin of the body um, you, you can give power to the intent, but it only works if the person receives it. So, I mean, you know, you ranting and raving, screaming at someone. Yeah, there's a lot of power behind it. But if that person's not receiving it, they're just kind of brushing it off. Then that just kind of. Right. Let, let, let's say I'm pissed off at Tony and I'm screaming at him. I'm calling him a bitch and all that. I really hate Tony. That doesn't really hurt Tony. That it really only hurts me. You know, having anger towards someone doesn't hurt that person. It hurts the, the person who holds the anger. I understand. But. Okay, let's be honest now. There are some scumbags out there, right? You guys aren't scumbags. You guys would never sit there and just start swearing at somebody. Sure. Somebody who does decide to do that is a scumbag. Right. Right? And I don't want that person in my life, so I will just exit the situation. But, but, my, but I, I, I don't, anybody who's willing to do that, I don't see just exiting. They're, they're an antagonist. Right. No, I'm going to exit. I'm not going to have them exit. I will lead the situation. That's what I mean. And what, just because of the way I play things out in my head, I don't see that. And if, if someone really had the balls to come up and say, like, hey, you're a bitch and start that confrontation, I don't see it ending so easily, like me just walking away. 
I've seen it where people antagonize like oh what now you're a pussy and they're gonna keep going yeah. and usually sure. and usually someone's not doing that alone they're with their friends and they're all you know and that I think that that when we, when we first went into the conversation that's what I was thinking I was playing out that situation like why would somebody call somebody a bitch they're a shitty person who wants to antagonize something yeah, right somebody's having a bad day or a bad life or whatever and just wants to get a rise out of somebody sure and, and I guess my point is there's no good in a, a custom in that if you can get away yeah get away but I personally just I've seen those situations play out where it's not so easy to just walk away like you walk away and it keeps it gets worse right I mean I had the shit beat out of me by a chick because I walked away from a fight once I swear on my life I was about 13 years old I wouldn't fight because the cops had already been called I was gonna walk home Behind me, I was with my best friend, and behind me, a kid and the girl he was with came in, and she beat the shit out of me because I wouldn't hit her back. And that's how I see situations, is if you don't handle your stuff like right then and there, you are leaving the opportunity. And once somebody gets offensive like that, you, you, you got to end it. Because otherwise, like, but, but then again, I was in that situation, so I may see it differently. I may just know, like, hey, if you have to protect yourself, just do it quick. Um, and the minute someone gets offensive, I, I do pretty much try to... Yeah. end it quickly I do not agree with you <laughs> you know I, I don't know what this person is he could have a knife on him you know I mean hey don't call me a bitch and all of a sudden I get stabbed well if I walked away I wouldn't be stabbed you know I, I, there, there's an unknown factor there and I would rather not play that game than play it but I walked away and I got the shit beat out of me you should have walked faster <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't that you're wrong <laughs> No, no, I, I I'm, hit I'm, a I'm joking. Sure, I wanted, yeah, I, I want to hit a girl. Like, I, I, I get that. Um, I, I, I don't know the scenario. I, I, I would think that there's gonna be some way to exit that that scene. I, I left, and they followed me. Right. You can. I have a car. I was 13 years old, and I mean, I'm saying if 13 year olds do that, and you tell me like a 20 something year old isn't gonna couldn't do that. Well, I think it's, right, but I mean, that's a 13 year old. That's a those are you know stupid teenage years too. Sure. Do you, do you think the situation would have been better if you hit her? Like if you fought her? No, I didn't. I got the shit beat. I was bloody nose, black eye. Right, but, but you have two options here, right? You can walk away and you got a bloody nose, black eye, or you could fight her. And what would have happened then, do you think? Then I would have looked bad. Yeah, it was a lose-lose. But I wasn't looking to, like, there was never a fight with her. It was a fight with another dude. That's what I'm saying. She exactly. sent someone else after me. Right. So, so you... I just see it as like, if I had just ended him at the time. I wouldn't have had to worry. I could have got out of there. You know, that's just my, this is my, this is my story. So like, it, it, it's not, it's, it's how I played things out after that fight, after that happened, I, I realized like, Hey, if someone's going to start grab with you, you better handle it quick. Cause I was the kid who tried not to get suspended. I was the kid who tried not to get expelled. And I think a lot of people are that. And that's why they don't stand up to people too. Like you got to stand up to people and it's just important. Uh, I, I get it to an extent. Like if someone is going to harm me or my family, yeah, you stand up to that. But someone just throwing names out there, yeah. I just see, I just see anyone sick enough to do it, especially like, because anyone doing it, like we're talking like now we're talking like someone like our age, right? Because I mean I'm obviously not going to fight a 13 year old, sure. but like someone our age, if they if they had the if they if they were going to do that, then I don't have in my mind that they wouldn't do worse, and that that's just how my mind goes. Like yeah, you're going to do that, so it's only going to escalate. That's the only way I see it going. Um, but that's personal preference. So I understand why people don't see it that way. Uh, I think if you ever had your ass kicked by somebody because you didn't stand up for yourself originally, you might see it a little differently because that's not a good feeling. Sure. No, I, I can understand that. But, you know, violence does beget violence. You know? mm -hmm. So what are you going to do? You can kill this guy? Because if Actually, I ended up really good friends with him. 
That, that's that's one turnout. But another, another turnout is you piss him off enough that he comes back even harder to you next time, right? And then you have to re- revisit the cycle all over again. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a possibility. Yeah. You uh, take it for what it's worth, but I, I, personally, I, I personally know how people work. A lot of people don't come back a second time once they, like, I'm not saying by me, but like, once you get beat up by somebody, you'd usually try not to. Oh, that's nonsense, man. How do you think all these uh, suicide bombers go? You know, someone, someone kills your family member, well, screw them. I'm going to go strap bombs on me. Yeah, violence begets violence, man. If, 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 unless that's you. That's an idealist, though. But still, people are idealists. I mean, if you. But that's if, what I'm saying. To, that why not handle it, nip it in the butt? Well, what are you going to do? You're going to kill this guy? He, he calls Courtney a bitch. You're going to kill him? I, I mean, I'd be in the shit out of a dude for it before. I think we're getting a little off topic. I, I think this is going to be more for the violence episode. Yeah, sure. <laughs> not to, not to, not to put a, we'll, we'll put a pause in this right. one. Why don't we, <laughs> we continue on with our curse words for a bit. So, I've noticed that we were talking, right? And we have no problem saying hell, shit, whatever. We've let those fly. But when we say fuck, we've been using the F-bomb. Yeah. I noticed why you is, too. Why is fuck such a powerful so, uh, word? I, I, yeah, I've been doing that because I'm I'm trying to regulate those words out of my life. So I, I know I dropped a couple words in here, but I'm, I'm still trying to get them out. So I, I've been saying that word to do that. But why is it powerful word? That's, that's a great question. It's a it, it's it's considered the king, right? Other than like yeah. a, a racial slur. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, that's it, a whole it's different. The, yeah, it's, it's the king of the swear uh-huh. words. It sounds like a mean word. Right, it's a very aggressive it, it, word. But but like so, every word it's has so like the syllables, right? And the syllables in that are really like meant yeah. to like it, it, make a statement. Right, how it ends with a hard consonant with a k. k- yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, yeah. And then even the c word, which I hate that word, but that word starts with the hard k. And like and that's it ends, and it ends with the hard t. t- yeah, yeah. yeah like, so. so there are there must be those sounding words that kind of bring that. Sure. Um, that's a good point. I didn't think of that because you know, shit just kind of yeah, shit. You know, hell, very soft words. Even, yeah, hell you know, is very soft words. Even sure. bitch is kind of you know has a little bit at the end there, but you know, fuck and you know, cunt. You know, the the cuz it's a real, real kind of stab. You know, cut at the throat type of deal. Yeah, that's interesting. And of course, there's a connotation behind it. I mean, what what is fuck, right? Fuck is a lot of things. Yeah. See, it's interesting because really, fuck is probably the least offensive. Like. Everyone it, uses it's it. It's a verb. For, like, really. They, they use like, it for happy meanings. They use it yeah. for derogatory meanings. Yeah, it's all over the map. And, 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 I mean, what's the main meaning? What would you say, like, in just in your opinion, from, like, where you've heard people use it? I would say it's the, the verb. Like, you're fucking somebody. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's... But it can be used so many other ways. Yeah, I, I probably use it more as an adverb, as in this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Or adjective. That would be an adjective, right? Adjective, yeah. yeah. I, or I use it as a way to, like, emphasize, like, being fuck. Like, yeah, it's yeah. funny because you can know how you say it too. Like it's not even like you say it the same way. Yeah, right. It's like you put an emphasis in certain areas. Sure. And... Yeah, you know, when you when you're using it to like when you're frustrated with something, ah, fuck it. Like yeah. you know, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm done. But you know, you could use it. Yeah. Hey, good fucking job. Like. Yeah. And of course, that can go either way too. You can either be actually proud of someone, <laughs> right, like right. you did a good job, or, or sarcastically, like, and yeah, they, they screwed up. It's like yeah, great fucking job. Sure. So that so that's the intent behind it, and like so you're so technically our our voice even kind of puts that intent behind it too. Yeah. 
Because uh, the inflections, like and... you even when you use the word fudge, like fudge, are you fudger? <laughs> like you yeah. know, like fudge, you fudging fudger. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used that word. That's one of those surrogates that never really makes much sense to me. No, because I, I mean, it's like, it, yeah, again, fuck is such a powerful word. Like you don't want to use something to replace it, because when you right. use it, you want it to be for a purpose. Sure. So you, you don't want to try and soften it up, like ah oh, fudge. No, like when you're saying fuck, you're saying it for a reason. You know, you're really happy or you're really angry. Um, from from what I remember from, uh, I think it was my old English class, um, fuck, fuck comes from the old English word fuck, which means to plow. And so today we use fuck. What does fuck mean? To have sex. What's or to up? plow. Or to plow, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, we always used to laugh uh, when I was doing snow plowing. And yeah, going yeah. plowing. <laughs> who, could, who could plow me out? Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, we used to laugh about that. It was fun. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so yeah, definitely uh, uh, one of our uh, uh, nastier words, and which is weird because it's 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 probably the most embraced too. Yeah, it's the nastiest, but it's also the one that people use the most. I, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, even uh, television now is softened to the point the censors where you know basic TV. I hear bitch. I hear shit. I hear hell. Like yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, you're allowed like one per episode of those kind of words. Something yeah. like that. But yeah, you never, you never hear fuck. Like that's still even with them. It's like, oh, we're not crossing that line yet. Right. Right. You guys ever watch a Arrested Development? Yep. Yeah. Fantastic show, right? Yeah. Garmin. No. no. Yeah. All right. Um. But, there, there are scenes in there where uh, there is one scene with Buster, and he just went on this tirade and just bleep 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 bleep. But they didn't they didn't actually say the words. It was just beep 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 beep. You know, and it, it was so outrageously long of a beep that it became funny at that. If you yeah. actually heard the words, it wouldn't be that funny. No, there's, but the there's beeps no made possible it, way. Yeah, the yeah. beeps made it hysterical. They you know? did that in SpongeBob too, okay, which yeah. was interesting right. to me because okay. as a, a kid's show, obviously it has its bikini bottle sure and yeah there's a lot sandy of, cheeks yeah. and all that yeah, like there's they, a lot going on there. but but they did a whole episode where it's like you're talking like a sailor basically and yeah. everything they said was beep beep and they used right. the horns from uh boats and stuff to cover it, it sure. was funny but it, it was interesting that they would even put that in there because like now you have a bunch of kids wondering like what was there because i was a kid when i watched that episode yeah. actually so yeah and, and again if they said the actual words it could have some humor but the fact that it was the horns is even more funny because yeah. your your brain goes much much yeah. deeper than you know whatever any writer can put in there. Try, trying to figure out what words he's using that's like sure. wor- worthy of like a minute long just sure. straight up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've I've come to realize that you know again swears are kind of peppering my everyday language. Now when I'm actually mad at something, I try to you know create something to curse them with. You know a new yeah. more, more of a statement than an actual word. Because, like, you tell someone, hey, fuck you. Well, fuck you, too. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Where, where Nothing was accomplished still. here. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you got to use your creative skills now if you really want to insult someone. And then you don't even have to use swear words in the insult. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you can outsmart them, basically. Exactly. Or just say something, like, so terrible that doesn't actually have any offensive language in it. Um, like, for instance. One time I was uh, mad at a certain individual. So... Uh, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was basically, um, I hope he gets raped by a group of men with phalluses so large they would make porn stars blush. Okay. All right. Yeah. So no, no offensive 
words in there. Right? Uh, wishing rape on someone might be offensive oh, to okay, someone. Fine, fair enough. I guess rape. Well, the, the word itself is not offensive. Point the taken, though. Point, yeah, offensive. point taken, sure. But I mean, that's like 10 times worse than telling anyone to go fuck themselves. Yeah, yeah right? no doubt about it. Sure. Yeah. Right. I, uh, I call people pigs or items pig. I, not, not even really people, but like if a, an inanimate object is pissing me off, I'll call, it, I'll call it pig. And to me, pig is much, much worse than I don't know, bitch, cunt, whatever it is, you know. Now that we're getting into this, I think it's way worse to just curse somebody. Because when I'm driving and someone cuts me off, like, real bad, and you know they're being a dick afterwards, I'm like, I really hope you go into a telephone pole. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope you spin out. Like, right. I wish I had a bazooka on the front of my car. Oh, I would you, agree with you. you yeah. Know? And I think that, like, when I get like that, I notice it. And that's way worse sure. than a lot of right. other things that I could say. Yeah, like, fuck there's... you, whatever. No, I'm cursing you right now. There's right. actual hate there. Yeah. Right? There's actual offense. Yeah, going back uh -huh. to uh, sins of the mind and sins of the flesh. You're wishing death on this person. Yeah, well, so I actually do at the end, but I hope you don't die, but I hope you're comfortable. Like, quadriplegic, <laughs> baby. So you're nicer than I am. No, like, because, like, yeah. someone, like, a few, one of my buddies was, like, laughing about it, but then it kind of caught on, like, yeah, I guess I'm really wishing bad things. So I just make sure I put it at the end, I hope yeah. it gets as bad as it can without you. <laughs> I hope it stays ruined. Yeah, yeah, you like, know, like, that. that that's way worse sure. than half I these I hope scores. you're a vegetable, but, you know, stay alive, right? <laughs> I guess I should throw that in yeah, right. at the end. Like, I got to come up with a whole ending for my uh, road rage and you know like you say it and you know you're angry so you get that out and you feel good afterwards it doesn't hurt anyone, it is more about right? feeling good than yeah. it is about yeah. the anger like it's not even the anger like I'm over it by the time I'm saying it it's really just the fact of being able to say it. I wish this happened right like, so is saying it helping you get over it I you know based on the study that we talked earlier um, yeah, it maybe, very well could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, I guess it could. Like, really, right. it could be that emotional thing. It, it probably saves me from actually, like, getting, like, driving into him or something. Because, you know, I've seen people do that. That's scary. Sure. Yeah. But, like, I guess the swearing and just wishing the curse, after that, whatever happens, happens. It, where some people really try to control it and push that person over to the guardrail. I've seen that, I've seen sure. that like, recently, and that's scary, scary. Yeah. Oh, dude, drivers out there have been terrible recently. I don't know if it's the lack of cops or because of uh, Definitely what's a lack going of cops, on. I was thinking. But... Man, I've seen people doing crazy stuff, you know, cutting people off. You know, I'm on the highway and I don't I don't drive slow anyway, I'll be honest, so I'll be going eighty. And people are like riding on me and they Jeez. pass by me going ninety ninety five. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my god, where do you people have to go? Yeah. The time That's I saw insane. that happen, it was a hit and run too. Oh. They they collided from the middle and the left lane. One car was facing the guardrail, well a cinder block, and the other car just drove away. Wow. I was like, What? Yeah. Like People are assholes. Get yourself a dash cam, guys. You know? yeah. Well, that's one we, we haven't talked about ass yet. That's ass, funny. yeah. yeah. It, uh, bring up the old A word there. Right. Which, I mean. It, it, it's in the same category as the F word because it's a, it's one of those pornographic words. where. Well, it's funny that it should be because ass, like, ass alone, I mean, it's a donkey. Sure. Call someone an ass, you're no. calling them a donkey. Not anymore, you're right. No, yeah. Yeah, it's evolved. Well, there's a comedian... I can't remember what his name was. He he was a foreigner, um, so he's talking about the English language and the most confusing word being ass, because we use it in so many different ways. Yeah, it's like if you're an asshole, that's a bad thing, but if you're a bad ass, that's a good thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, getting some ass—that's something totally different. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, another another uh, uh, very um, versatile and, versatile. Yeah. Thank you, versatile word in our language. And I personally think that's a good thing because, again, now it's just becoming 
know. Yeah. Takes the teeth away from it. it takes the uh, the venom from yeah. it. And, uh, yeah. You know, like you call your friend a dumbass. Like you're not insulting him. He's not going to get in a fight with you. You call him it because he's probably being a dumbass. Or you call him a smartass. It's probably because he's being a smartass. Sure. Uh, yeah, that word's like, so real quick, let's just kind of go through. We've gone through shit isn't really offensive. It really shouldn't be. Like we could use that and not offend because it's, yeah. you really put it into the, to, to, to the language. Yeah, really. I use bullshit exactly. all the time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, ass, are we calling that one offensive? I, I mean, I don't think it is unless I guess you're used. You know, we call someone an asshole that's, you know, literally talking about their butt's hole and that's, you know, that could be a little... Again, Great. that'd be water off the duck's back if someone called me an asshole. I, yeah. that, that won't that won't cut me too deep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't see the even the donkey thing. You're basically just calling a mule or whatever. I'm stubborn. Like, yeah, stubborn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, you're kind of right. You know, I am kind of stubborn. Yeah. Like, you know? And then okay, so what else? We said shit and ass, bitch. Not offensive, you guys are saying. I don't I'm know. gonna let you guys call it. Yeah. I just I just saw like yeah, finding out where it originated. <laughs> And how they really did use it to compare people completely. I do see it changing with the evolution of time. Dogs aren't breeded anymore. Women have rights now. Mm-hmm. So I do see it changing. So maybe now is different. But uh, from the original, I would say it was offensive. What do you guys say? Again, I, I don't think there's that connotation behind it. So <laughs> I don't particularly think it's offensive. I don't. If somebody called me a bitch, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't take it overly offensive. Um, it's kind of like the word broad too. Which I have to admit is a is word broad? I use. Broad. Yeah. Okay. It is a word that I use all the time. Yeah. It's one of those old, old it, timey words. Yeah. It's yeah. an old gangster word. Yeah. Like you know, or you know, hey, look at them broads. Sure. And it's a pregnant cow is what a broad is. Really. Yeah. Okay. Which I will honestly say I did not know for no, a very long no. time. How did that transition over to females? Um, luckily, I don't think a lot of the females know. Yeah, uh, I don't that think people know that. Yeah. So, so uh, to what you're saying is like, uh, what what I think would take away the offensiveness is like if people said bitch and they didn't say afterwards, oh, it just means a female dog because that's what makes it bad. It's like, yeah, know what you're talking about. Like, what did they do with female dogs? But I think if they, if we stop teaching people to say, hey, that's a female dog, I think that it could take away the negative. But yeah. once, but if you're going to use it to say that, then you are comparing somebody to that. Like, mm-hmm. that. So that's the only way I see it. But. If we if we taught kids, hey, no, you're saying bitch, and you're just calling someone a bitch, then it might have a little thing. But do you agree to that a little bit? I, I, I don't know. I, I might be the outlier here because if if you could ask me one word to take out of that area and put back into you know non-offensive, I, it would be bitch. I, I really like that word only because a guy who I've I've always had dogs and I've always had female dogs and I've always called them bitches. I'm like come on, bitches, and and they started responding to that. I now have a male and a female dog, so I can't do that anymore. Um, it's just always been a word that I, I've enjoyed. And it's probably horrible when me to say that because I understand the connotation and people could get offensive to it, but I'm talking to my animals. You know, yeah, they, they you're using it the right way. I, 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 I feel like part. I am, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think that's... And, and again, we, we, we talked about it. It's one of those words that women are kind of taking back and more power to them. You know, mm-hmm. be a bad bitch. You know? I think they should, but they, but they shouldn't let people say... That's a female dog. They should really ch- change it completely, like they do with a lot of things, because yeah, that's the only thing I see. Don't don't put that connotation to it, and then yeah, you change that word completely, and it can be an empowerment thing. You know, when when black people say the N word, they're not calling themselves slaves. But if a white when a white person was doing it, they were calling them slaves, and that's still thought of. It's not going away anytime soon. Right. 
But um, so let's try to change the meaning of a word. Well, go, go Happens every that. year. Um, one of my favorite words is queer, right? And so queer just means something strange or different. Yeah. It's a great word. I used to use it all the time, and it became, um, you know, as a slang for homosexual, and completely ruined it for me. And it's so not fair. Like, ah, do you do you know word. the uh, the evolution of that word? Was it a slang for homosexual that became derogatory and then got taken? Because it, it, it's not anymore. They, they, that's another word that homosexuals have embraced and said, "Yeah, mm -hmm. we're queer." You know. Yeah, it goes yeah. with the LGBTQ, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, yeah, you're you're 100 right. It's not slang anymore. Now, you're it is something they've embraced. Um, at first, it was used to call uh, homosexuals queer because it meant they were different. So it was meant to be kind of negative, like, ah, oh, don't you know? He's he's queer. Don't. It reminds don't me of like a him. Christian story where a lot of dads realized their son was queer, and like I, I know a guy, a gay guy, who said, "Yeah, my dad used to call me a queer all the time. He told me I was different." Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he ended up being gay. That, again, I think that probably that's what they meant. But because they used it for their kids, right? It, it, it got it took. They took it sure. over. Yeah. So you know, even if you use it appropriately now, people kind of give you an eye. You know, sure. Said, oh, that's that's really queer. Yeah, you know, they kind of. What, what do you mean? It's like, no, it means it's weird. Get off my back. Yeah, I have a go a coworker yeah. who uh, says, yeah, yeah, how are you doing today? Well, I'm gay. I'm like, all right, well, have fun trying to you know take that word back, buddy. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Because, you know, same thing. That, that word meant something totally different back in the day, and now it means something. Yeah, it's really hard to reclaim a word after it's out there. Especially one that's been so embraced as, mm -hmm. as gay has, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those gay old, what's a, have a gay old time. Yeah, right. It means something completely different now. Sure, right. <laughs> that's not changing anytime right. soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's true. Um, dyke has been also reclaimed, yep. I feel like, you know. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, certainly. That sounds like a powerful word, though. Well, again, it has the hard K at the end. There's something about that K. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's 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 the name of a tool, right? Which is a powerful tool. Yeah, yeah. Cutting, yeah so uh, that's true. I like, yeah, I like the way you look at it. Right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but surprising that you know, phonetically, that also goes down the same lines as a cunt. You know, it, it starts with a hard consonant, ends with a hard consonant. But they embraced it, and you know, more power to them. You know, they should. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, we also have uh, fag and faggot. Which of course, the fag is a pile of sticks. The fag sure. is a cigarette. Um, I actually I don't know the history between them. I do. I, I can. Oh, do you? Oh, oh. Well, I know. I know how faggot turned into what it is. You know, oh, faggot was um, oh, a bundle of sticks. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought a bundle of. <laughs> Sticks. Well, that's, that's, that's kind of what, what I was what thinking. I yeah, that's, 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 that's where I was going. Oh, it was a bundle of sticks. How are you bundling them together, Carmine? That could be painful. <laughs> We're not here to judge, all right? They can I do whatever guess, they yeah, want. Right. No, it's just the word. It's funny because yeah. like, to me, I, you're going to tell us in a second. Yeah. But like to me, I always just thought a bundle of sticks was like a good way. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> so... Um, a bundle of sticks when you get a whole bunch of sticks together and bundle them together you almost have a, a very rudimentary broom right that's how they used to sweep the floors was they bundle sticks together and make a broom out of it and that was always classified as women's work so when you call someone a fag you know oh you're using so or, it, i'm sorry a faggot you're, you're using that faggot over there you're doing women's work so you're you're not doing man work you're doing women's work uh, that's how it got more feminized and 
and then through the lens of a homosexual. Not even anywhere near, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was kind of with Carmine there on, on that one. No, no. I really no. thought it was, uh, I thought because of how derogatory that word uh, was, I really thought someone just said, hey, you're a bundle of sticks, like, because you're, you, they were gay. Like, yeah. that's what I, and I was just basically calling them that. That's how I always, I almost, and, like, I almost feel like that word should be taken back now, then, if that's it. It means you're doing, you know, non-masculine yeah. work or feminine work. It's like, yeah, what, I, what is feminine work now? I, I, mean, I sweep, yeah. you know. <laughs> I do Same here. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I do my laundry. Like, I wash the floor. Like, sure. what is considered feminine yeah. anymore? You're, you're a cook, for crying out loud. At one point, that was right? a feminine job, you know. Oh, nothing right now. we gotta, we got to take this back. I don't know who to talk <laughs> right? to about this. Jeez. Is there a number we can call? <laughs> Yeah, th th that's what I heard. I, I, don't, I haven't substantiated that if that's true, but that's what my uh, my idiom podcast had told me about that word. Okay. So we'll go with it. So one thing I just want to question is about, like, what's up with religion and the issue with swear, swear words? Because it seems like a lot of people think that, like, religion, like, people who are religious shouldn't be swearing, but I don't think that's necessarily true. And from things I've found like even jesus swore um so i don't understand why so many religious people think that like it's not good to do like and like even my mom like she just grew me up she raised me not to swear but now that i'm getting older i'm like well there's times to swear yeah it's a uh, you know chicken or egg type of question here because swearing in language is very you know it goes hand in hand with um social norms Right, so if society has deemed that these words are derogatory and offensive, then religion kind of does it. Or if religion says these words are offensive, then society kind of clings on to it. So I would just say because religion says don't swear because the rest of society says these are bad words. No, now, I, I, I do get that, but it, it's it's breaking away from religion. Like from what I've read, like Jesus like was okay with people swearing. So what I heard would be the dichotomy there is uh, the differences between cursing and swearing, where you shouldn't curse someone because that's wishing harm on someone, where swearing is just using a word in, you know, in a derogatory manner. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. That's just what I was I, I, I guess Yeah, because, I mean, I guess cursing somebody would be witchcraft. Definitely not a religious thing. Yeah. Um, but I can see, like, swearing because Jesus used to call people pussies. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, well, but, but the word he used, uh -huh. he used to call them foxes. And foxes is always a, has a female um, end to it. It's never going to be, there's never a male it's use a, of a feminine fox. word. You know. Yeah, it's a feminine word. Um, and when he saw weak men, he would call them foxes. Ah, the more you know. Yeah, and I mean, to me, that's very, like, that's very interesting because, I mean, should we call men pussies if they are? I think so. If they, if, if they could man up a little bit, I think it's important. Well, now, you know? now we're talking about talking about that uh, toxic masculinity there. <laughs> no, but I, I do I do think so. that like I, as a, I, me personally, I encourage men to be as manly as they can be. Yeah, there might be a more diplomatic way to call someone a pussy than call them a pussy. You know, <laughs> I, I understand, <laughs> yeah. but 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 you can let them know, hey, you're not being your best. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, a, that's a better you way know, to approach it. And, and you're saying the same thing. The intent's there. Sure. It's like, hey, you better yeah. man up a little bit now, right. or um, and. I don't know. I just see like, that like I don't like when people say, "Oh, I'm Christian and I'm not supposed to." No, you're Christian. You're supposed to when it's necessary. I don't know if the Jewish religion has anything similar that you would. Uh, oh yeah, say. The, the curse words or not? It was never brought up in the. Uh... No. Um, again, it's more of the cursing stuff. Um, 
That's interesting when, when you say curse words, because wouldn't the, the religious curse words be different? Like, would they really consider, you know, shit and fuck curse words? It would be more like, you know, hell or, or like anything yeah. well, what blasphemous. I, what I'm specifically saying is like Fox's was yeah. his way of saying like you're a feminine. Yeah. Which is our same way of saying, hey, you're a pussy, basically. And or however you want to put it, like you're not being a man. You're not doing uh-huh. what men should do. Um, that's where I'm going with it more so. The other words I don't necessarily know because they didn't use ass as like a swear. But did they use other words that we don't recognize? No one knew Fox was used in that context until like somebody looked it up, right? Are there other words like that that they used? Oh, interesting. That didn't necessarily follow through. Like we don't use them now, but they would have the they would have this they would still be able to have the same intention. I mean. Um, I, I know, uh, I believe it's Yiddish, uh, gober is basically a promiscuous, promiscuous woman. So, you know, things Jewish people didn't like would, would be promiscuous women or, you know, women um, not following the, the Jewish rules in general. So that there are a few words for that. Um, uh, shiksa is another one. If somebody calls your girlfriend a shiksa, she's, she's saying she's basically a non-Jewish whore. So, oh, you probably um, know about that because you're like on that end of Judaism, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's there's that type of stuff. I'm not sure if we have uh, words that are you know actual like swear swears that that, that I've heard. Um, I can't imagine they'd have a lot of language that was you know kind of forbidden back then, besides religious yeah, context. Yeah, I, I, I want to say I read somewhere. Um, you know, Pompeii. Mm-hmm. The city that was uh, buried by Vesuvius when it erupted, way b- biblical times, I, I think, right? I, I don't know when that happened, but way back when. Anyway, it it kind of um because all the ash fell down, it kind of you know, like was frozen in history for so long. Mm-hmm. So when they excavated it, they were able to find a whole bunch of artifacts, and some of the artifacts that they found were actually uh, graffiti. It was the earliest known things of graffiti back then, and people would write like. I, I think the earliest form was like some guy talking about how big his dick was, you know, but he, he was using the, the term that the Pompeii people use for, for dick back then, which would have been, you know, a, a derogatory term because just like cock is nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it was sociably acceptable, I guess, in, in a way, or it was at least, you know, part of their vernacular. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, if there's language, you're going to have, you know, kind of bad language. Sure. Right? Yeah. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. Interesting. I did not know that. That's really funny, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. We've ironed this out. Uh, it's quite nicely. I feel. You guys yeah, have anything else you want to uh, bring to the? A lot of it. Yeah. Um, well, we got to end our episode the way we. Yeah, are the way we, end it. Yeah, the way we want to do it. So, who wants to go first here? Tony. What fuels your fire? Is that what oh, you're going to do? What, that's what we're doing. You're going to share a book, <laughs> a podcast, or something that you want to share with guests? Well, no. Actually, I, I have a question for Franco here. Uh, Bring it on. The last podcast uh, Cam, uh, Carmine and, did, and I did, I, I threw some uh, oh, some light on Great Expectations, yeah. which Franco later chastised me a bit for. So what's your problem with my Great Expectations? <laughs> uh, it's because I'm a, I'm a natural contrarian. Um, I'm, I, I hate authority. So when I'm in high school and I'm forced to read this book, I'm automatically going to hate it no matter how good it is. Um, 
So yeah, I was forced to read it, just like I was forced to read Jane Eyre. Why are you having a 15-year-old boy read Jane Eyre? What is he going to get from something like this? I granted, you know, great expectations was better than that, but I don't know. I, I guess I didn't really uh, empathize with a, a, a an orphan from old England. It was England, right? England, yes. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. And I, I totally agree with you. I hate the idea of forced reading in school. It really yeah. does ruin some phenomenal books. Yes. Um, they should definitely do some modern stuff in school. Yes. So there's a lot of great modern authors that would be more relevant, you know, especially to younger kids because yes. they, they kind of have issues seeing outside of themselves anyway. You know, and you're right. You know, what high school kid wants to read about some orphan in England when all this stuff What, what high school kid in the year 2020 wants to read about something? What is it? Turn of the century? Yeah. 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 It, it, it's, it's hard to relate with this type of orphanages don't even exist in this country anymore. So, do you, you know, kids even know what orphanages are, you know? So it's hard to put himself in this position and understand his plights and all this when it's just not realistic Okay, in, in today's society. Totally fair enough. I can yeah. understand that. It, you know, the, the non-relatability. Um, I would definitely recommend reading it a little later in life, even though I did make my students do it. But, you know, that was for my own personal sadism. They, they were not happy about it either, but they got through it. And I'm and sure a lot of them never read a four or 500 page book before. So Wasn't that written by... Um, like He was... I might be getting my, my classical literature mixed up, but I, I want to say that Dickens was paid by the word, so it was unnecessarily wordy. I think, well, I'm going to be, I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, like I said, it was written, it was uh, printed weekly, yeah. so it was one chapter at a time in the paper, and then, um, you know, most people weren't educated at the time, they couldn't read, so the person who could read would grab it or we would sit around in a circle and we're going to read great expectations and we would get all excited. Right. Um, so was it the reason I think it's so wordy is that's kind of common in English literature at that time. Cause you have to remember too, there, you know, there's no internet, there's not a lot of books, mm -hmm. you know, you can't just say, you know, Oh, the grand Canyon and people could look it up online. Oh, that's what I'm looking at. No, you'd have to write down like it's this big Valley and you have to write down the, what the weather's like and the color of the rocks and what the river looks yeah. like. So a lot of older literature in general is much more peppered. Yawn. Yeah, yeah it's just description. Uh, oh, you know, if you want to get to the on, point, people, um, come on. <laughs> for whom the bell tolls, uh, Hemingway. Hemingway, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah and I like Hemingway, but yeah. I read Old Man in the Sea, which is only what a hundred, hundred twenty pages. You know, yeah. in and out, great story. And, uh -huh. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's like some books have a bunch of small talk in them. Yeah. 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 Get to it's the point. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. If you're giving me a bunch of adjectives and adverbs to describe this scenario, right. I already have a picture in my head of what you're describing before I even like yeah started reading those words. I, I got big into reading plays because it's just dialogue, and mm -hmm. if it's dialogue, it, it probably is driving the story in some manner. So just yeah, give me give me give me the yeah. the good guts here. Kind of stage directions here and there, and yeah, yeah. No, I love reading other people's conversations. Like you can get so much information yeah. from rather than have somebody explain what happened. Like, sure, because they're going to tell you a bunch of details. Yeah, and it's a window into their brain on how their logic works and whatnot. There's specific words that they use mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah, certainly. Right. Well, I definitely agree with you. I can I can see why you would not um, like it for those reasons. I would ask you if you had time, you know, read it again as yeah, an adult. I have three months to uh, dedicate to hey man, his yeah, wordiness. You don't have to read it overnight. It takes you six months to read a book. You know, <laughs> hey, I, you know, um, I have um, not Finnegan's Wake, uh, Ulysses, James Joyce, yeah. who's, who's one of my favorite authors. Hardest, second hardest book you'll ever read in your life. Yeah, it took him. He says it took him 
10 years to write it and he wants it to take twice as long to read it and jerk. it could easily take 20 years to read that book so what a jerk what, what is the uh, the hardest book uh, uh, you said his was... other book finnegan's wake finnegan's wake he actually made up a language nice yeah, yeah. right well uh... so a couple more shout outs i'll go deeper into those some other time though yeah right on um i'll go next um i, I listened to a really interesting podcast the other day it was called I believe it's called to, um, to live and die in LA. Um, I forget. I should look into that. I just, I just uh, started diving into this podcast. Um, so I'm not 100% sure on the, the title. Anyway, um, they went, they talked about paraphilias, which is interesting, uh, especially Carmine, you and your, um, your personality and psychology type stuff. You, you guys know what paraphilias are? Remind me. It, it's, um, your kink for lack of a better term, you know, okay. it's this thing that, you know, get your juices flowing. Um, for instance, the um, the number one most popular, for lack of a better term, uh, paraphilia would be exhibition exhibitionism. You know, people really get off showing themselves off. You know, more or less. Um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is in- interesting, and it's it's mostly a a male dominated paraphilia. Mo- most most paraphilias are male dominated, which really begs the question: What's going on in our brains where we had tie on to that? The only paraphilias that aren't um, male dominated or uh, S and M type stuff, domin- dominating and uh, in pain and all that. Yeah, but pretty much everything else is, is all male dominated. It was really interesting. They went they went into a whole bunch of different ones. Um, so it, it it was almost information overload. Just trying to pick out which ones were, were really wanted to dive into further. Um, but yeah, the human brain it's it's a it's odd, especially how um, one little insignificant incident can happen in your life, and all of a sudden that's your that's your kink, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that's your kink there's this one serial killer his name is Jerry Brutus I forget where he's from but when he was a kid he was uh, hanging out in a junkyard and he found this pair of high heel shoes and his mother he brought them home and he showed his mom and his mom was like why are you bringing the garbage here get get rid of them get rid of them and he went to go put it into the um, the garbage pail and he said no I'm going to keep these and he hit them and his mom found that later and she scolded him and spanked him for it and he got aroused when he was being spanking and it all started with the shoes and he started on his serial killer career later on in life, but he started, you know, cutting feet off. And it, it, that was his kink, shoes and feet. And it all started from, you know, hanging out in a, uh, from getting punished from stealing high heel shoes from a junkyard. That's like a major storyline in all those like criminal investigation shows that are on TV. Sure. Like that, that's one of the biggest storylines. So yeah, sure yeah. It's... And, it, and it, it's, it's, you know having a young kid, you know, I'm very cognizant of it, but you know, you can't do that because, you know, you know, my kid goes into the closet and takes his mother's boots on. It doesn't mean he's going to have some paraphilia or nothing. He's just a curious little kid. And like, yeah. look at these. The daddy doesn't have boots like these. Let's just try these on. Yeah, women's clothes are nicer anyway. I don't blame them. Like, sure. Men get, you know, we get some shirts and some pants. And yeah, we're, we're plain Jane, you know. Yeah, especially yeah. my wardrobe is plain. But women always have more interesting things going on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. So is it. So he got spanked and then aroused. So it almost sounds like to me the pain was more of his his fetish kind of sadistic right right but he right. correlated the two because the pain was being derived from and from, he would create the pain for the other for his surely. victims right he would probably mimic that pain like make sure like they they felt the same pain he did oh, and, and he also had the forbidden fruit aspect he had something that his mother didn't want him to have in the shoes and he wanted that again and again because i'm not allowed to have this this must be something naughty so because he doesn't hate the woman either right 
Usually in that scenario, it's more just about the shoes than it is even the woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. The woman is just a. a she just she yeah. just happens to be the one with yeah. the shoes. Un unfortunately, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was it. Uh, to live and die in L.A. I think it's called Periphelios. Sweet. Yeah, All right. So basically, my big thing is studying psychology, but I realized like uh, to understand psychology fully, you really got to get into really like physics and things like that. So I picked up. The theoretical minimum, which is basically just to get me pretty much into physics and understanding the equations and things like that, because I think it has a lot to do with how our brain works. I think more than a lot of people give it even credit for and that the both areas are going to cross over. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm reading. And hopefully next week I'll be able to give you guys a little bit more because I just picked it up yesterday, actually. Yeah, so when are you reading this? Because I, I got to think, you're reading that right before bedtime? No, I, I read it in the morning. I'm, I'm going to do, do a chapter a morning. In the morning, wow. Yeah. Start the day off right. I start, I start my day early so I can yeah. get everything out of the way. I think learning is the best in the morning specifically. Uh, Rereading at night is good because it kind of lets your brain just have the information there. Sure. But I think reading in the morning is important because as you're going through your day, you can kind of connect what you read, especially with something like physics, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, do you feel like reading it is a good medium to get that information into you? Because I would almost think that maybe watching a YouTube video covering the same topics and seeing how it's portrayed out as opposed to just words on a paper would be... Well, this actually... For, for me anyway. You this know, you does give the equations and let you work out equations on your own. Then you can go on the computer and find out if your answers were right. Okay. Um, and... I really do do better with reading for the most part until okay. I know something like say once I get the concepts, it would be easier to go to a, a, a video on YouTube and watch them extend it. But reading kind of like lets me pick up the words, the context of the words, not asking like, like if I had to go back to figure out what a word meant, I, have, I can do it quickly. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when I learn a new subject, I hear things from other subjects and I get confused because they don't necessarily cross over exactly. So I just find it easier to read and understand it first and then f uh, figure out the specifics. I think I'm like that too with most everything with exception of math. Okay. I, I think I, I want to see that in front of me. Get more sense and involved. I, my eyes and my ears. And I get whatever. what you're saying, but even when people talk to me about math, I get it more than yeah. I do just watching the equation be done. Like understanding why it's being done. Why are we dividing here or anything like that. Like yeah. I, it, def it definitely works better like that for me. Um, I even, you see, I read my other math books too. It's kind of weird. I, when I first did that, I felt yeah. weird too. When I was in high school, I, I, I'm pretty sure I learned that there's two different types of people that learn. One are visual learners, the other are audible learners. So you, you might be a visual learner where, you know, you want to see the things in front of you as opposed to, you know, hearing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think that goes into like, I especially, I know how I learn. I learn from like going, and this kind of, you can watch how I do things. I go to the big picture and then start breaking them down. Yeah, sure. A lot of the time. Like I started the podcast and then I didn't go into what was I doing wrong. I went from what I had, what was wrong, broke it down more. I start with the big picture. And that's kind of not, it, it doesn't work out perfectly because you're always going to have to scale back. Yeah. I just go for the like end goal and then kind of see where it's going. So I just buy the book, see what's in there, and then I can move to the next thing to kind of figure out what do I need to learn. Yeah, uh, almost um, custom fitting it for what you want to derive from it too, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's how I, I like to do that too. I think a lot of people don't, aren't conscious of what they're learning either yeah. or like what order they should. But like 
you can't just, I can't sit there and just keep learning psychology without incorporating other areas of study into it to make advancements in what I'm understanding, you sure. know? So yeah. I think it's really important to go across those uh, subjects. And when you get burnt out from learning one thing, like go to the next thing yeah, that you're really interested in sure. because it really allows you to start regenerating energy for what you're learning. And the crossover does happen. Maybe like I said, the words might not be the same or you might get that confusion, but there's a crossover somewhere. So I like learning those uh, new topics as much as possible. Super cool. So we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'm Carmine. I'm Tony. And Franco. Thanks.